Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I'm your host, Carly, and I'll be your guide on the journey from consciousness to cluelessness and back around again. Today on the podcast, I get to talk to Natalie Bright. Natalie is a conscious business and leadership coach. She specializes in working to help businesses shift into a new paradigm. She works with online businesses, brick and mortar businesses all over the world. She's the host of the Wildly Aligned podcast, and she's just an all around inspiring person. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to chat with you. I have um, followed along on social media with you for a while, and you have really inspired my thoughts about business. So I'm really, really excited to chat with you. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yes. So the question I start with for everyone is the podcast is called Consciously Clueless. And this name came for me out of this idea of like, just when I feel like I'm getting there and everything is aligning, then I have this moment where I was like, well, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) And just like exploring all of that kind of in-between stuff. So um, I'm curious where you are on that kind of scale right now, conscious or clueless. Yeah, I love that. um, that kind of thought, because I feel like it's so supportive um, in the fact that like, that's kind of how the journey always goes. You Mm -hmm. know, I think a lot of times we have like so much resistance to the fact that like, we, I think we spend like most of our lives as business owners or not, like not knowing, not knowing, (laughs) you know, so it's like embracing that. Um, That's actually been such a huge part of like my own process. It's Mm -hmm. like not needing to have the answers or, or needing to like know everything Mm -hmm. Um, and to really just allow it to be what it is and whatever stage or process. So I feel like like I'm always kind of toggling in and out of that, like constantly, you know, yeah. where it's like, and especially those moments of like, oh, I think I, I've got it. And then like, you might have like a growth spurt and then you're like, nope, back to the, back to the drawing board. You oh, know? I love so, that. A growth spurt. Yeah. That's what I noticed for myself is like, I might feel like, okay, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm clear. I understand or whatever. And then like all personally expand or like grow in some way. And I'm like, okay, we start all over again. Yeah. I think that I've mentioned this before on here, but 2020 has brought a lot of lessons to light. But one thing for me that I've noticed I've shifted my way of thinking is instead of being like, oh, today was a good day or this was a good week. It's like, this is a good moment, like moment to moment. Hmm. It's such, I feel like that's so cool that you brought that up because I was just having a conversation with somebody this morning about how important I think it is for us to learn how to practice slow living um, Mm. because we're so, we're in such a fast paced culture at all times that we forget that like all that truly matters is this very moment. And if we keep living in the fast pace, we're going to miss the things that we can sit and be grateful for and acknowledge. And yeah. Yeah. I live and die by my to-do list sometimes. And that while is helpful in certain arenas Mm -hmm. is also not the end all be all. And that's another lesson, kind of what you're talking about too. It's like, okay, if I'm looking at only what I did and didn't do from this list today, I'm not really paying attention to what's around me. Yeah. 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 I get, I, I try to be really mindful of that too, because I notice, especially because I'm very much the same way with like to-do lists and stuff. And I notice um, sometimes it's really easy to get into the place of you are so focused on completing, like completing Mm. the next thing or the next thing that um, you're never really present at all because you're always like, okay, now the next, now the next, you know, where it's like you miss out on what is. Yes, absolutely. That is a practice that I am working on, but have not mastered. Maybe it's nothing to be mastered, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like it's a constant work in progress. (laughs) Yes. And accepting that is at times really just more peaceful 
I think accepting that it's a work in progress and that that used to scare me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But accepting that makes it a little easier to yeah. move through. Yeah, definitely. So I, um, like I mentioned, I followed you for a while and everything that you talk about is this really beautiful intersection that I haven't seen in the same way of consciousness and business. So can you tell me a little bit about where that came from? Yeah, it's, it's been mostly, um, just mostly my own journey, like my Mm -hmm. own journey of, I think, you know, you could say waking up or raising consciousness or, um, I feel like just like, to me, it's a lot of like coming home to self. Like that's, Mm. that's how I kind of even see like, you know, waking up or raising your consciousness is literally like, it's a homecoming. It's a homecoming Mm. to self. And so just through like my own journey of, you know, self-development and, um, exploration and things like that, what I personally had been working on for myself became just like this, um, awareness of what needs brought into the business and into the industry of business and how we conduct business. So it's been kind of like through my personal journey, um, has guided me on the work that I'm meant to do in the Mm -hmm. industry of business. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is, what kind of things you offer? Yeah. Yeah. From like, in terms of what I do in the business aspect. Yeah. 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 So, um, primarily like as simple as I can put what I do, (laughs) um, I basically help people start and sustain online businesses. So, um, but I do so know what I call a new paradigm approach. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like wiping the slate clean of the way in which we've been taught to do business, especially from like an online business standpoint, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of kind of codes of practice that have for as long as I think business has been online, been kind of like the norm down to how we market and sell and set up web pages and everything. And there's just this like script of like how it's been done. Um, So I really try to break that mold and bring in a new conscious way of doing things that uh, thrives off of what I call a triple bottom line. So it's the business that gives back to you, gives back to society, gives back to the planet. So really creating a business. Yeah, yeah. So it's triple bottom line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like tying in. Um, the togetherness of how our businesses literally can be vessels for massive, massive change on this planet. But we have to be so like consciously intentional about how we Mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's this idea. I was just talking with someone the other day that our job and I'm putting that in air quotes, like our job, our 40 hour week, whatever it is, is supposed to be this thing that pays the bills. And then the things we care about are supposed to be like extracurricular or like, oh, I do that after work or on the weekends as if those things can't mesh, whatever you do, whether you're a business owner or whether it's your workplace or whatever it is. And I think that from what I'm hearing, that's kind of the shift, you know? Totally, totally. And I think about that in relation to like the importance of allowing ourselves to be multidimensional rather Mm. than fragmenting ourselves into these compartments of like, I'm this in this role or I'm this in this role. And rather realizing that we can like blend all the facets of who we are just into how we are across the board, you know? Right. It is. It's it's interesting to think about like how, um, when you have, say you have like a nine to five, a normal corporate nine to five or something, um, you are oftentimes kind of forced to, okay, once I clock out, then I go live my life. Then I go be who I am, you know, and it's like we separate ourselves. Um, so it's like bringing that back together, no longer separation. Yeah. I, have worked in a job where I just wasn't, I didn't realize it in the beginning, but I wasn't really feeling like I was being my full self. And it's so interesting how you don't really realize it. And my partner at the time was like, well, of course you're tired. You're not yourself at work. And he said it as this was just like a matter of fact that he knew. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) I'm not. And then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely compartmentalized. And it leads to this splitting of self that feels really gross. Yep. Yep. And it, I think, um, 
that that aspect especially applying it to like business it's so dangerous it's so Mm. dangerous because then we disconnect ourselves from like remembering and relating to people Mm -hmm. um or remembering that we're a part of this planet and that Mm -hmm. you know so it's like when we put ourselves back together then we can really create this like connection with people on the planet and i think that's where so much change starts happening Yeah, definitely. When I got certified as a health and wellness coach, one of the things that I kept thinking about is, you know, I love helping individuals change and feel better, but in my own experience, really, I'm doing it almost selfishly because I know when people feel better, they do better things for the world and you connect more to the world. So it's like, yeah, I want to help you so you can go help those other things. It is it's set well and that's such a i think that's such a powerful powerful um approach to work because that's that remembering that like we're all in the same ecosystem together mm-hmm. so it's like if we can support others in thriving then they're going to go support others in thriving and then the whole thing thrives you know mm-hmm. so it's just like bringing that back into balance Yeah, definitely. I think something I also really appreciate about how you go about these conversations is that you also share about important things that are going on in the world. And when I was starting to really be more intentional, like, okay, I'm going to grow my brand. I'm going to grow my business. You read things online and it's kind of split on, do you talk about current events or, you know, quote unquote politics or human rights or whatever there's a lot of literature that says absolutely not because that's not your place. And then there's, you know, things that say yes. And I just couldn't separate that because it felt again, like that separation, like I can't not talk about what's going on because it's having all these ripple effects and the things I care about. And I appreciate about that about you as well, that it feels like that conversation is a part of your platform intentionally totally is. And, um, I think that's such an important thing to bring up because like my first mentor I ever had, that was, I'll never forget how, um, she said, never talk about politics in your business. It's business suicide. And I, yeah. And, um, like even just like any controversial topics, never bring it into your business. And I always was like, that doesn't make sense to me though. Right. Because, like all of human rights, politics, all of those things directly relate to business, but they also, they are um, important topics that like, I feel like if we don't take a stance on something, we also aren't showing our audience the true expression of who we are. Cause I know mm. for me, like I wouldn't want to, I would feel so upset if I bought into somebody or purchased from them to find out that they're like, racist. Yes. And I didn't know because they didn't talk about their stance, you know, like stuff like that. And so it's like, it's also a way to show your values and and what you believe in. Um, But also, interestingly enough, statistically speaking, there was like this poll that Instagram did or a platform for Instagram did where they polled users on Instagram and found out that Uh, statistically speaking, users actually prefer brands and businesses to take a stance on social issues. Oh, wow. um, You know, like topics and things like that. And it was like astonishing the, the stats from it, because a lot of like the stats were saying um, people wanted to not only see a stance, but they wanted um, like brands and businesses to use their platform to express their stance because they believe that they have a huge ability to create change. And so it's like, Oh, okay. So (laughs) there we go. You know? Yeah, it's so interesting because it's always the like negative voices that we hear the loudest, you know? So it's so interesting to hear that here's the science, here's the stats, here's the study that shows people want this, but what sticks in my head are the few people that have said like, oh, are you sure you were going to share about that? Or, you know, you talked about something on your page today that was like, ooh, is that okay? I'm like, but that's what I think. Yep. I don't know how else to be. 
Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's uh, usually the, the ones that say, don't do it or, Ooh, are you sure? It's, I think there, it's more of just that projection of their own mm. fear, you know, yes. it, it is, it's very interesting. Cause I know I've even had family members say like, how's that impact your business being so vocal Ooh. about what you stand for? I'm like, it, does yeah. well. <laughs> like, <laughs> <driving>. no problem here <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting <laughs> well because then it's those are the people that you probably will connect and want to work with anyway too you know yep yeah and I think that's the other thing too is like thinking about who you're attracting you mm. know leads potential clients and stuff you want to have that um obviously we don't want to be cookie cutter all the same but we want to we want to attract people that are going to be in alignment with what we value and stand for. Yes. And that's the way you're going to do that. Yes, absolutely. To be transparent feels like you're not trying to trick anybody. Because yeah. yep. that, that's how it kind of would feel to me. Like, oh, I'm not going to say anything so people don't know. And then it's like, haha, gotcha. I believe in yeah. rights for everybody. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's really, um, and man, I've even heard like some horror stories about like, Ooh. well, and even amidst this entire year of mm -hmm. just like so many, so many things being brought to light where it's like, wow, oh, didn't really would have never known, yes. you know, certain things unless we started finally kind of holding people accountable to like being good human beings, you know? Yeah. Do you, yeah work with people that are not only starting their own business, but that want help how to be more of like a conscious person in business, in their yeah. roles? Yep. Yeah. So I work with kind of, um, a handful of like signature methodologies for what okay. I support people in building out within their businesses. So kind of my specialties are in the area of um, like new paradigm marketing and sales methodologies. So funnel systems, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. um, branding, content creation, service development, um, community building, all of that kind of stuff. But then that, that kind of framework also coincides with what I call the back end of the business, which mm -hmm. is more of like the organizations, the modes of operations. Um, and that's where a lot of like the conscious principles for like how to run a really ethical, conscious business comes mm. into play where it's more of like that nitty gritty, like, yeah. um, especially for like, um, full-time entrepreneurs, full-time business owners, really looking to scale and stuff like that, bringing in this new era way of doing business. That's super, super, super forward thinking. Yeah. I love that you talk, you just talked about like funnel systems and marketing and all the nitty gritty stuff that I should probably know more about, but don't <laughs> as I try to grow my business. But I think there's this idea that I know there's this idea that kind of conscious ways of thinking just mean you're like over here in the clouds and you don't know what's going on. And that business is a separate thing. And you are a, a living embodiment of how those things do coexist. Like consciousness can come into business and marketing and funnel systems and back end, like nitty gritty, making the business run better in this way. And I think that that intersection is not thought of as possible in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny because I feel like a lot of times if you're not kind of in like the conscious living realm, um, you look at that realm as like super airy fairy, yes. nothing's taken seriously, you know, up in the clouds. And it's yeah. like, oh no, like you, I feel like it's almost like the polar opposite, you know, where, and the way I kind of always see it, especially with business is like, um, the, the nitty gritty kind of structural components of business are what allow us to then like have a really awesome, strong channel for mm. us to then like really consciously, creatively build and grow our businesses in more of that airy fairy way. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. That is fascinating to me still that there is this, um, airy fairy. I love that. That like, is yeah. that just the word consciousness? You're like, okay, what yep. is this? Yeah. Woo woo yeah. shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's cool though because I feel like we're starting to realize, especially with more people speaking up and talking about things, um, it's becoming more respected and understood instead of just taken as this like hippie thing. You know? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, Do you think, I was thinking about this as I was preparing for our talk. Do you think any business can become like a more conscious business? Like, do you think anything is possible regardless of your field or what you do or what you sell or what you offer? Mm, That's a great question. I would say 100% yes, 100%. And I even think about it, like I could probably name like in pretty much any different field, people that are doing it in Mm. a conscious way. Um, And I mean, we even are seeing this, we're seeing this a lot pop up in like the fashion industry, actually. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot more um, fashion companies being held accountable of like your practices are so harmful, but we're also seeing so many more fashion companies being amplified um, that are really, really super conscious. And so I think, it's really up to the the business owner as to whether or not they're going to hold themselves accountable to doing it. Mm. Honestly, I feel like it's a non-negotiable. I I think um, if you're not getting on that avenue, I don't think you can sustain yourself at this point. Like we're, we're in 2020. We need you to be on that, that bus, you know? Yes. I record a solo podcast episode every week as well. And on Sundays and yesterday, I just had this thought that I just had to talk about and it was about how I don't want to return to normal. You know, like we keep, there's this narrative of like, Oh, it will someday we'll be back to normal. And I was like, no, screw that. Like where we were at before was just not working, you know? And like all of this, the more accountability and the more conversations being held to light and that idea of consciousness being able to kind of seep through every aspect, like that's what I want to move forward. And that, wasn't um as present I think as it is now because it just had to be yep yep I so agree um and I think we are as a collective we are there like we are there Mm. where it is there is no return so if you're trying to go back to the old way nothing's there for you like nothing's Mm. there for you anymore so it's you know it's kind of like a way I think it's going to be a wake-up call for a lot of people I think Um, it's going to be interesting to see what transpires, especially with like really big business corporations and stuff. I think that's the next big thing we need to tackle as a collective is like taking on some of the Mm. bigger businesses that are just not changing. But Mm -hmm. for small businesses, we make up such a large, large amount of the business industry. So if we can do our part, I think that's going to make a huge difference. Do you work with, is there a size of business that you work with most? I work kind of across the board. It's pretty cool because, um, and I work globally. So I work with, you know, people from literally all over the planet. Um, Some people are brick and mortar, like they have their in-person businesses. Some are online, Um, you know, some are digital where they just travel. I've worked with all kinds of different shapes and sizes, Um, but I also work with like I've even worked with teams before. Um, right now I have somebody I'm working with that is actually, it's a law firm. So I'm supporting them, um, with building their online presence as a law firm. So yeah, yeah. Kind of all over some solo entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I hope you, um, like I imagine like a book someday of like how to put consciousness into all these different areas. Yeah, I've I've had the book idea on my like <laughs> in my brain for so many years and I feel like it's something that definitely will come at some point. I'm not sure when though. Yeah, because I think that that is the resource that is for me missing unless you like really dig intentionally, but that idea of just like, okay, how do I bring consciousness here? how do I bring consciousness here into those places? Like we said, that we don't think about it being possible Yeah, to have all those stories and to have that would be so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. Um, I know even with like research I've done and stuff like that, 
there's not a lot. Like there's, yeah. there's not a lot out there. Um, the f- only company that I really like that really pops into my mind right away is like, uh, I think it's Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's mm. like instilled this like conscious business um, type of like outline for themselves. And that's like the only big business I can even think of that like I know I saw like a lot of research on them and what their practices are. But yeah. In terms of like this guide for entrepreneurs, there's really not anything out there. Yeah, that's I think one of the reasons I enjoy following you too is just that it it feels really nuanced in this beautiful way that is not out there. And when you think about it, it's surprising. Mm-hmm. You know, it's surprising that this conversation isn't out there more and that there aren't more resources, but it doesn't seem to be a thing. <laughs> It's, I know, especially for like the biz- business industry, mm-hmm. um, it's just been functioning from such an old code for so long. I think, um, there's been a bit of comfortability there too, of like, mm-hmm. you know, but I think this is the year that it's definitely, um, just changed everything. Have you noticed a shift in the work you're doing in 2020? Oh yeah. Like totally rocked my world too. Like totally rocked my world. Um, changed. I mean, I'm still in process too. Like totally just like ripping stuff apart and building new and and just changing, which it's cool because it's not so much changing like the what of things. It's changing more of like the how, like the Mm. how I'm doing things, um, going deeper with things. Um, yeah. I'm noticing just the need to really emphasize this new paradigm way of doing things and just scratching the old rule book completely, which yeah. requires building a new one. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Is there, um, has there been an influx in people wanting to work? Do you think in, in this kind of like more conscious way because of the, I'm, I'm starting to call it the global awakening because it makes me feel better than what I was calling it before, which was like the shit storm that is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer global awakening. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I would say, um, I would say 2020 has been like, um, the wake up call for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I mean, I would notice even just speaking from like personal experience of noticing the flow in my own work. Um, yeah, I would say almost every, everybody's ready. Um, but also everybody is knowing the necessity of needing to go that way with their work. Like knowing that like there is no other option basically. Yes. Yes. I love what you said earlier. Like if you're trying to go back there, there's nothing there for you. Like Mm -hmm. there, that is gone. And, and when you have been, um, in a place of privilege, especially that is earth shattering. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's going to be very interesting to see, um, just the adapt adaptability of some uh, Mm. flexibility. I think that's really important to have right now is like the willing to adapt and change and pivot um, and stay really flexible because we're kind of in these like uncharted new territories. Yeah. And I've been trying to shift how I react and think about, and I've talked about this too, but about being wrong, like Mm. instead of being, um, full of shame or wanting to kind of just hide it away, being excited that I get to learn something new you know, that not only does it make you move forward and not kind of sit in that place. It's okay to feel bad if you, you know, like it's okay to feel that, but to not sit in it, that idea of just being like, oh, I got new information. How lucky am I? Okay. I was wrong, but now I get to be better. Yep. Yeah. That no better new, no better do better type of energy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, when I think that that's a really great thing to bring up because, um, we're going to be so messy right now. Like so (laughs) messy, like so messy. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back from like jumping into doing things in a more conscious new, newer way is this fear of like, but I don't, I'm not super educated in this realm or I don't know all of this. No one does. No Mm -mm. one does. I, especially like this year, I can't even tell you how many times I might've like 
posted a story or said something and then the very next day I'm like I retract that because I was wrong or I didn't say yeah. that correctly or and it just is what it is um but we don't learn and grow unless we just start messing up over and over again and then taking ownership for it too right like not burying it but yep. saying oh I was super wrong <laughs> yeah. I didn't know and here's what I know now and until yeah. I know more here's where I'm at Yep. Yeah. And sort of deleting it away or censoring it away. Yeah. That's so important. Pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had someone ask you that, that, you know, they're working in a job and they're not a business owner, but they want to bring this idea of consciousness into their workplace, like what would you tell that person? Ooh, that is a very good question. I would say, I would say, especially for people that maybe are working in a corporate setting or um, anything like that, is to envision how you see the work that you're doing um, mm-hmm. in the company you're doing it with, how you envision and desire to see that work impact the collective, the society, and the planet, and to really get a clear vision for um, how that work can impact, because it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It truly doesn't matter. But thinking about how can what I do with this company give back? What mm-hmm. way can we, um, by the work we do, also be supporting society and the planet? Because then if you get a clear kind of vision on that, that's going to really probably amp you up personally in terms yeah. of like, a connection, a deeper connection to the work you're doing, but it's also something you could potentially present to a boss or share some ideas with colleagues or, um, organize something. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how it starts, you know, it's just this envisioning, um, and then putting some things into place. That is so beautiful. And I like what you said about that's how it starts. Because I think it's really easy to get into the space of how am I going to make change, whether it's business or the environment, or there's this um, kind of overwhelming fatigue when we know how many bad things are going on in the world. Um, I don't know if you've read Braiding Sweetgrass. I'm, I'm like over halfway done. I've been milking that book like so slowly because it's so good. That's so funny you said that. I finished it yesterday and I've been reading it for months and usually I fly through books and I have been just like slowly digging through and I finished it yesterday and it, it, it's paradigm shifting as you know, I'm sure only halfway through, but the idea of how we get into that complacent place that she kind of talks about with the environment because it's just so overwhelming. I thought described things perfectly and described myself at one point. Like, it's not like some of the information I have now is new, but I just, what was I going to do? Right. There's that idea of like, what are we going to do individually? But if everyone's thinking that no one's doing anything. So like you said, like it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like picking, picking the, the things that matter most to you that pull at you the most right Mm. now, because there are so many causes worthy of believing in and advocating for and taking a stance on. And, um, I think it's important to, you can, you know, be for so many different things, but you can still have like your things that right now Mm. you are just really, really dedicated to. And that's, what's helped me a lot too, because there are just, especially right now, there's so many things going on and coming to the surface that it's almost just like, which one do I choose to take a stance on or speak up about? There's so many to choose from. Yeah. Um, but like reminding yourself what really truly are you right now trying to make a difference in Um, because the other things you could come back to at a different time. Um, But I think we need to stay so focused on where we're, we're sending our advocacy. Yeah. And where our starting point is. So for me, I um, started eating plant-based and became vegan a couple of years ago. And that ended up being this like domino effect for me 
in all these other causes that are related that I didn't know about. So it's like finding the starting point of like, okay, yeah. this is what I, I'm, I'm really passionate about this right now will probably lead you to other places. That's such a good point. Um, such a good point because everything leads back to the same. It all leads back. Yes. It all leads back. And so it is, um, that's cool that you brought up the veganism too. Cause, um, I went vegan when I was in like fifth grade, I'm vegan, like most of my life. And, um, that like, I started off mostly for like animal rights and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, it led into environmental rights. It led into this, it led into, um, you know, food scarcity. And yes. that, I mean, it all, it all connects, all of it connects. And I think that that's such a helpful thing to emphasize because that hopefully will kind of dissipate some overwhelm of like trying to choose. Cause it's like, it's, it's all going to come back to the same thing anyway. Yeah. Find your why and you'll likely like learn about all the other stuff along the way, but find your own yeah. why. And it's so, it's so funny. You said that about how it led to everything. Almost everybody I've talked to on this podcast so far talks about being vegan as like the cascading waterfall over the edge of all the other issues because it started with me for health. And then I was like, Oh, environment and then animals. And then I kind of thought I was done. I was like, those are the three pillars. Like I even did a blog post series about like the three parts of being vegan. And now I'm like, Oh, there's like 40 other parts. (laughs) Like I have to go back because the, um, the rights of the workers and, food scarcity and all these other things that I was just like, Oh, somehow I, that led me to fast fashion and, you know, like, you know, and the fashion industry because of animals. And when you find an insert point into caring about the world and you find that connected point, like it's all just, it's all there. Yeah. That's so that, I think that's so helpful to look at it that way. So fifth grade, becoming vegan. Was there somebody else in your life that was vegan? Well, um, I actually, I went vegetarian when I was in second grade. Me and my best friend at the time went vegetarian together, believe it or not. (laughs) We were very weird second graders. No, Um, that's so beautiful because I talk (laughs) on here all the time about how my best friend from first grade on, she was vegetarian when we were that age. And then went vegan in middle school. And, um, I talk about her a lot because it, she's, made me realize how patient I need to be with others now that yeah in the last couple years I've gotten there and I think now I'm like oh you're still my best friend and I grew up hunting and fishing and you know all of the other things and I am so quick to judge and then I remember like oh you've been by my side for 20 years (laughs) yeah it's a good lesson so when you said that when you were so young I was like oh there's somebody else yeah that's so awesome yeah and so you're your best friend yeah, my mom, my mom's um, primarily vegetarian. And okay. then my sister, my sister has been vegetarian. She dabbles in veganism too. Okay. Um, my stepmom's vegan. My dad dabbles in vegetarian. Mm-hmm. My partner dabbles in vegetarian. So okay. like, we're pretty much one big family of like non-meat eaters. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Was your partner um, kind of dabbling in that before you were together? Um, not really. Okay. He had been, <laughs> he had been a vegetarian, I think for like a year or so, like well before we had met. Mm-hmm. So he, he was in kind of that thought process already, but he wasn't, he wasn't vegetarian or anything when we met. Um, but over the years, I would say even in like the last two years, he, he's went almost entirely vegan. Okay. Um, but not like labeling it more so just like letting it naturally happen that way. Uh, yeah, it's been really interesting to watch his journey of just how he's naturally gravitated that way. Was that ever hard for you? No, um, I'm probably the most like non outspoken, loud vegan ever. Um, Mm -hmm. just because it's like, I get just like what you were saying with the patients, I get that. Like speaking of consciousness, like until you're there, you're not there. And so it's like, I can't raise people's eyes open for them or anything like that. Um, so I just kind of, you know, if I get, get the opportunity to speak my opinion about it, sure. I will. Right. Um, people aren't going to want to hear it because I get a little, 
a little, little feisty about it if I do I open my you. mouth about it. But um, yeah, it, it's always been really easy for us just because um, I'm very, I, I will do what I want to do regardless. Mm. So I'm kind of just like, this is what I'm doing. If you want to do it too, cool. Yeah. Otherwise, go make your own dinner. <laughs> I need a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. I think it's when you like the switch flips initially and maybe it was different because you were so young too that's just like being a full-fledged adult and having this switch flipped I was like oh everything I know in my life has been a lie yeah you know like you have that moment where you're like the food system the this the that everything is is anything correct or truth or what you know it was just very disorientating and then it got back to a place of learning and but at first I think I was just so mad. You know, they talk about that like angry vegan phase mm-hmm. and I thought it was a joke, but I was so angry that yeah. there's just so many intersecting injustices because of this. And anybody who wasn't like getting it or listening or on my level is just like, oh, I just can't, you don't get it. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't get it for so long. So, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much stigma with the being vegan too. Mm -hmm. I think honestly, that's what keeps me from really vocalizing until I know that like, it's going to actually land somewhere. It's Mm. because like the stigmas, it literally is like nails on a chalkboard hearing someone say of like, oh, you're vegan. So you must be like this or you're vegan. So I'm sure you're like this or, you know, and like these assumptions about it that it's just so obnoxious to me. Um, so obnoxious that I just don't choose to participate in it unless, um, what I'm going to voice is actually going to land somewhere, you know? Yeah. That's so, it's a really interesting point you're making too, is that it's spreading veganism with intention. Yeah. You know, like, um, I had Zipporah, on the podcast last week. And as a woman of color, she talked about white veganism Mm. and it was such a good conversation. And so many of the things she was saying would have really landed differently for me a few years ago. Cause I wasn't ready to recognize that. I will fully take ownership for that. But seeing those, like that militancy on anything you believe in and just not understanding where everything else comes from and why and how it's not easy for everyone and the privilege that comes with choosing that. I just wasn't ready to see that. But the conversation last week I had with her um, also made me stop and think even deeper, you know? Yes. It was really important. It's so, that sounds like such a powerful conversation because it is, especially thinking about veganism not being the same for everybody, Mm -hmm. um, really is so important. Um, yeah, there's so much in that, in that conversation around just really needing to, to look at. And I think that's a really important thing with anything you're advocating for believing in is remembering to look at it from so many different sides and perspectives because how you're engaging with something you are being, you know, an advocate for going to be a totally different experience for someone else. Someone else might not even have the privilege to be able to advocate. For yes. That, you know? Yes. That is something I've had to check myself on a lot. And I think it's good. I'm glad I've had to check myself on it because, um, when you are privileged and you want to speak up about something it's really hard to understand why nobody gets it. You know, Mm -hmm. that there's this stance that's easy to take, like, oh, you're just, you don't understand yet. And I think of some of the things I've said, and I just want to bury my head (laughs) in the sand. Um, But it's, you know, it's a part of the growth spurt, which I'm loving that phrase. It is. Trust me, there are so many things I'll look at that even like content I created a couple years ago and I'm like, oh, <laughs> we had my face. It's like, what was I thinking? But you don't know until you know. And, and that is a part of raising your consciousness is learning, being willing to really just like um, get vulnerable and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's so important. If there's like a tagline for 2020, yeah. it's get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think what is really coming through too in this conversation about consciousness is just that all you can do is focus on your own journey as, as hard as that is for me, because I just want everyone to hear and see and just listen. I swear I have the answers. Like it's, it's a, not always a great trait, but it's, you, you know, the number one way you can help someone change is just by showing how living that way yourself is so beautiful. Yep. Yeah. I call it taking your own medicine, just practice oh. taking your own medicine and, and be that example. Um, cause people, they're going to watch and they're going to be curious. And once there's curiosity, that's mm-hmm. all it takes. All it takes is getting some curiosity sparked. Um, I think that's a lot of why we're still seeing so much division and just like fighting amongst sides where mm-hmm. there really aren't even any sides. It's like all this discomfort in that um, is due to that like inability to realize like all that matters is how I'm living and how mm-hmm. I'm expressing my own way of living. And recognizing that that's all I know and that's all that other person knows. Yep. You know, like that's all they know too. And that's really hard to get to sometimes. And so frustrating when like all they know is harming things. It's yes. like, oh, come on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Those are the moments where you're like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> come on. Just listen yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so important. I think that, that is a, a big lesson for me. And it seems, um, you know, of course the universe is giving it to me right when I need it to remember that I can only live my own journey. And I I love that. Take my own medicine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I say that to myself a lot when I am kind of like in the rabbit hole of, um, frustration, Mm -hmm. you know, or anger Mm -hmm. or things is like reminding myself, um, that I can't, I can't, help us. I can't force feed other people the medicine, you know, yes. I can only take it myself. Oh, yeah. Yes. I really, really love that. Oh man. Um, that's like, that's going to stick in my mind for a while. I'm going to think about that. I love Yay. that. Um, so something I noticed that was not on my radar is that you have a podcast now too. Mm. So yes, yeah, I'm so sorry that I missed that somehow because I've loved following you for so long that I was you know I was like looking at stuff again this morning I was like she has a she has a podcast (laughs) so can you tell me a little bit about it yeah we've had um widely lined podcasts for what probably going on a year and a half now maybe my gosh Um, I just missed the boat on that one yeah we run I we run it through um a separate Instagram account and everything so we have like our own podcast community and Mm -hmm. stuff um, yeah, it totally started it literally just wanting a space to be able to like create and unload ideas, Same. Thoughts, <laughs> you know, like just yes. somewhere to spill it all. Um, and it's been very cool to see just kind of how it's transpired. Like we do a lot of guest experts on now and, um, yeah, it still is very much just like a fluid, no expectations type of, um, experience, but we've had a lot of really awesome just kind of uh, downloads and stuff from the podcast. We hit a couple months in a row. We hit like top 100 in podcasts and stuff. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how we're doing this because like we don't do any like intense, obviously you didn't even know we had to do any intense like promotion of it or anything, but it's really just a space to talk about conscious business, Mm -hmm. conscious living. um, And what I call like wildly aligned living is really just kind of like full circling it with what we discussed in the beginning of like coming home to self and yeah. um, really doing life from that sovereign space. I love that. The name wildly aligned. Yeah. I love that. So Where did that come from? I was just kind of thinking about a phrase that expressed, um, expressed maybe what like the state that I hoped people could maybe access in this lifetime. I feel like mm. wild alignment is, um, cause I'm real, I really love the concept of like rewilding, like rewilding back to our instinctual intuitive nature yes. um, and things like that. So kind of playing off of that, of just like really thinking about what is my hope for people? Like, what is my hope of 
what they can experience. And that was kind of what came to mind. I love that. Have you read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? You know what? I have it in my, um, in my bookshelf, but I haven't read it yet. I'm really excited for you to read it after you just described that coming back to the instinctual. I've read it twice. Ooh. And in in like very quickly. And um, like we were talking about braiding sweetgrass, like I usually fly through books and then it's kind of like, whoo, you know, there's only a few I really come back to over and over again. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I closed that book, I was like, oh, I'm going to read that again. Mm. I think that everything you just described, I cannot wait for you to read it. Ooh, that's good to know. I'll have to definitely dive in. Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. This has been such a fun conversation. Ah, So good. I really, really appreciate all of the things we've talked about so far. Um, Something I'd love to know is when you're feeling a little unaligned or kind of more clueless end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. What do you do to slow down and be present and be more conscious? I heard, and I've seen some, some doggies in the background that are part of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a big part of kind of my practice is nature. Mm -hmm. Um, we do walks like, well, we can't, we have a very wild 10 month puppy, so we kind of have to, but like we do, I mean, four to five walks a day, like, and it, cause my partner works from home now too. So like any time in between sessions or calls or whatever, we get up and we walk. So it's like, we're constantly reconnecting, reconnecting, reconnecting. Um, and that's really like, that's been such a sanity type of thing for this year. It's like, um, staying plugged in, you know, like reclaiming connection to the land, to ourselves, to each other. Um, anything that allows me to do that, I, I try to prioritize. Oh, that's really, really beautiful. Is there anything that you feel like is really important to share that I haven't asked you? I think we've, we've covered such, um, such a wide array of topics with this. I think this is going to be really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm so glad that we could make this work. I really appreciate you finding time for me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to share or chat about? Or um, where can people find you? If they, because I know people are going to want to connect after everything we talked about. They're going to be like, where can I look at her stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super, super active on Instagram um, under I am Natalie Bright. So very easy to find me. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, feel free to hang out over in that space. And beyond that, I'm at NatalieBright.com. So you can check out all of that. Perfect. I will put all of that in the show notes so people can find you really easily. Awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Yes, thank you as well. Thanks for listening to another episode of Consciously Clueless. I hope this conversation with Natalie made you think a little bit more about consciousness in business and just about how to make change in the world. If you are enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you could help me grow and get this into the ears of other listeners, I would so appreciate it. Text your friend, share it on social media, whatever it is. And if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, you could be read as the review of the week. Until next time.